Hello everyone, and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. A little bit about the podcast, if you're new. Basically, I share with you all stories that took place in my small hometown, Brown County, in Indiana. These stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories, you can email me at locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. As always, all the articles used in today's episode will be posted in the description box if you want to check those out for yourself. All right, let's get into it, shall we? I will let you know at the top that I am sick, okay? (laughs) Uh, Throat is sore and it's not fun. So if I sound weird and the energy is low, that is why. But I wanted to hop on here and share the story with you because it is a weird one and I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions and we can break it down as we always do together. And just look at all the details because it is, it's weird. It's like, I guess it's a series of events that are pretty, well, I don't know if they're standard, but I mean, it's happened before. Um, But it's just an odd one, to be honest. And, you know, I don't know much about cars. It's involving cars. But I it just something about the story has always bugged me, and it's I've always just found it to be very odd. So anyway, we're going to break it down. Today's story is a car accident, car bombing, car explosion explosion, car fire? Was it um, spontaneous human combustion? We don't know. What we do know is that the car was so severely burned that they couldn't identify both the car or the person in said car. That is how bad and intense this fire was, okay? And now again, I'm going to state it. I don't know anything about cars, to be honest. I know that you drive them and and what a steering wheel is, and that's basically where my knowledge stops. So who knows? Maybe cars can explode naturally at their own volition in this intensity. You know, who am I to say? Although if that were the case, wouldn't that happen more often? I don't know, though. Maybe this car, you know, needed to go in for a checkup and it hadn't been checked up in a while. And the electric shots or cylinders or whatever is involved in that situation were bad. But anyway, let's let's break it down together, shall we? We're going to start from the top and work our way back. I will say, this is an older story from January of 2019 in Brown County. And if you're not familiar with the Brown County Democrat, which is the typical news source that I go to for providing these stories to you all. They recently did a revamp of their website. And in my opinion, I don't like it. It's really hard to navigate and half the time it doesn't work and it likes to crash. But anyway, that aside, because they did a revamp, it is extremely difficult, if not impossible, to go back through their older files and older news stories and find them. Now, this is a story from only, what, three years ago? 2022 now, only three years ago. But because they did that 
uh, website revamp, it is extremely hard to find these old stories. And this is one of them. They only had one singular article that I could find on their website, and I could not find any more details other than this one singular story. I looked through so many indie and a crash report sites and government recordings, because if you didn't know or weren't familiar, when there is a car accident, the place that it takes place in, at least in Indiana, like the town, county, are supposed to report that, and you can find those official reports um, through government websites. This one, though... Uh, someone didn't do the reporting, okay? It's not on there. I can't find it. This is the only singular source of news done on this story is the one I'm about to share with you now. So is there a lot of information that we don't know? Absolutely. So let's go into what we do know. Let's start there, okay? So again, this is an article posted in the Brown County Democrat, January 2019. It's titled, DNA to be used in identifying victim in car accident, car fire accident, I should say. But here's the T on that. They had, were able to get a sampling of DNA, but here, here's the T. They can't, it didn't mean anything. The DNA was inconclusive, okay, because the body was so severely burned that they somehow were able or managed to get a hold of some form of DNA, took it in for analysis, and the guys were like, this isn't working, guys. Like, this is not workable, searchable. We can't do our analysis on this DNA. It is too badly burned for that. So there you go. Didn't realize that um, if you burn a person so tremendously terribly, they can't pull DNA from you. So there you go. So let's start with the facts. Like I said, from the top of what happened. According to this article, police were dispatched to Deckard Ridge Road just after 8 a.m. on December 29th, 2019 for a vehicle that had been reported to them as having been burned. When they arrived on the scene... The car was still smoldering, according to a news release from the Brown County Sheriff's Department. The vehicle was stuck in the mud on the side of the road. Six hours before the vehicle was discovered, which would have been, what, 2 a.m.? A resident had reported that a vehicle had been traveling through the yard of a home in the 2800 block of T.C. Still Road, struck a carport, and continued southbound without stopping. Car parts and paint left behind led police to believe that it was the same vehicle that burnt, the news release said. Now, the identity of the person whose remains were found in the vehicle could not be confirmed due to the extent of damage and burning. The vehicle is believed to have been a model year 2006 to 2011. That's like the the age range of the car, because again, they weren't even able to determine the year of the car. 2006 to 2011 Kia Rio. Other than knowing the general make of the car, the VIN number, which is the identification number that they use in order to see, you know, who owned the car, has the plates been paid for, you know, identification purposes, VIN number, other than knowing the general make of the car, the VIN number, and everything else was completely gone and unidentifiable. The license plate was completely burnt. They could see where the license plate should have gone, but the fire that the vehicle had was so hot, you guys, that it burnt to nothingness the license plate. And the fire from this car was so hot that it burnt to ashes the license plate. This is one of the more, if not the most, advanced fires I've ever 
dealt with, said one of the investigators. DNA was extracted from the body of the person in the vehicle and will hopefully be able to be used to help identify the victim. There is one individual whose DNA they are using to compare with the DNA found at the scene. Basically, they are in the process of doing testing to see if they can eliminate who this is or isn't. Because again, the body was so burnt that they couldn't, when they arrived at the scene, they were not able to, like, be able to identify the body. That is how unrecognizable it was and how badly, severely burned the body was in the car. Until the DNA comes back, they will not be able to confirm the identity of the body. DNA results could take between four and six weeks to get back, but the investigator said that they had requested the results be returned as soon as possible, so they expedited it. Because they can't move forward in this investigation in any meaningful way without being able to identify who it was in the car. Teeth from the remains and dental records could be the only way that the investigators would be able to identify the body. They said that the evidence that they did have showed that the victim had been driving the vehicle but was likely trying to move to the back seat. They said that the fire appeared to have started in the early morning hours. So that's like the start of it, okay? And then the article led with, I wanted to like build up the story so that we knew the the details first because this article kind of started in the middle if that makes sense like it it was weirdly written in that way where it didn't start with the details that happened at the start of it of the story and then worked back it like worked back and then went forward if that makes sense it's very weirdly written so now we're going to go into the the start of the article which said that the dna will be used in the coming weeks to determine the identity of a man whose remains were found in a vehicle that had been destroyed by a fire in december the death on december 29th Ninth had been confirmed accidental by coroner Earl Piper. He said that on December 31st that the death did not appear to be criminal in nature and was able to confirm that after meeting with a pathologist. Piper was able to determine that the person found in the vehicle was in fact a man, but could not release a possible age range for the victim or a definite cause of death because the body was too badly burnt to tell those details. He said that there were signs of smoke inhalation and that he wouldn't be able to determine a cause of death other than releasing that. I'm not going to be able to put a definite cause of death until we get that DNA analysis back and can look through everything, he said. Preliminary signs show that there was soot in the airways, which indicate inhalation of the smoke, which was probably what the person died of. Now, what's interesting is, like, there is, like I said, no information anywhere about what happened. I can only assume that they weren't able to have any form of informative DNA analysis come back, that the body was not identified, and that they don't know the cause of death for this person, sadly. I can only assume that's the case because the Brown Democrat does do a good job of, like, once those facts are known, DNA analysis on any form of story like this is released, which the police are good about doing when they know for a fact the DNA analysis They report it to the Brown County Democrat, and the Brown County Democrat turns around and releases that information to the public. That's not the case with this story. And the examples I've had previously of the similar thing were like the Brown County Democrat will come out with a story that corroborates that of the, you know, police department investigations. They will not release 
any more reporting on stories that are inconclusive with DNA. And I've just noticed that. So from those experiences with the Brown County Democrat doing this previously with other stories where the victim is never identified because they can't be for, you know, certain reasons, either the body was in such a state of rigor mortis that they couldn't be, you know, identified at that point or had, you know, decomposed and in this case was burned so badly. They just never report about it ever again and they never follow up with it. And so... Knowing that, I kind of just assume with this story that the DNA analysis came back as inconclusive. And because of that, the coroner, Earl Piper, was not able to conducively come up with a cause of death. And because the person's body was unidentified and could not be identified, I assume that then this person was buried somewhere um, in one of the local cemeteries without a headstone. Because that's what happens in Brown County. When bodies are unidentified, they are buried in a plot um, with no markers. So it's sad and it's weird and it's crazy. And you know what's even more interesting? So I remember this story because I have family that lives in this area or near that area. And on the morning that this happened, if you remember when we went through the story of the details, they said that six hours before 8 a.m. when the police actually arrived at the scene, so that would be 2 a.m., they received a call from someone whose carport, this car, The car in question drove into this person's yard and destroyed their carport. That person is someone that I know, that the people on our road know and talk with. And if you're not familiar with rural communities, when something like this happens to this nature, the news spreads quickly, right? And so when this happened, it was a big deal that everyone on the road then got notified about from this person whose carport got destroyed. I know of someone who was also witness to this person driving. They saw this car driving super fast and very crazily, just like not, you know, driving sporadically, very fast in the very, very like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you know, early, early in the morning, driving crazy. And then a little bit later, the person's carport gets destroyed by the car because the car is driving through it, and then the car explodes. I remembered it because I remembered that story, because as part of this podcast, I sometimes rely on people, you know, my family is still from the area, I have friends that still live in the area, and so they'll notify me of stories or help me remember stories to share with you guys, and this was one of them. And so I just thought it was very odd that there were not more details released and not other news outlets nearby that reported on this and they didn't. There was like multiple counties that are are around Brown County that release information similar to the Brown County Democrat and that was not the case with this story. It was barely covered in the Brown County Democrat and was not covered by anybody else. And I just think it's very weird. Like there's lots of like weird details to me. Like why was this car driving so crazy at such an early hour? Why didn't the person get out of the car if if they were driving crazy because the car was like kind of out of control, right? Like maybe their power steering went out or the brakes went out or, you know, I would just feel like when your car is on the brink of exploding to this kind of nature, wouldn't you be aware that like wouldn't the car be acting weird or would it be like smoking? You know, I've had my car has exploded. I have had my engine explode at 4 a.m. on the highway. And let me tell you, I knew it was happening. <laughs> you can hear it. Okay, it's a very specific sound when your engine's about to blow up. And like I said, I know nothing about cars, but I knew what was happening. I knew that engine was gone, and I knew when it exploded. So I just think it's weird that this person was still in the car. Like, girl, just jump out. Why are you driving like that? I also find it odd the extent 
of the burning of the vehicle, like that is a very, very intense fire. We've talked about fires a lot on this show. You know, arson is very popular. It's a very popular activity in Brown County. People just love to set fire to things. And even those fires that are intentionally set with the goal to hide evidence of murder aka bodies of your victims, when those fires are not even hot enough half the time to make it to where you can't identify the bodies. You know what I'm saying? And those are fires that are intentionally set. There is purpose behind those fires. So I just find it odd that this car would have been burned so incredibly badly. And it's not an old car, because part of me was like, okay, well, maybe once I read the story, it'll make a lot more sense, because, you know, it's like a, a 1980, 1990 car, and it was just old, there was something wrong, and it just exploded. I mean, it's terrible, it's still terrible, but, like, maybe, you know, it'll just make more sense if it's an older car. That's not the case. This is, like, a 2006 to 2011 car, a Kia Rio. That's not an old car, really, when you think about it, it's not that old. I mean, the car was so badly burned, you guys, that they couldn't tell you the year of it. They could only guess the model. They're like 90% sure it was a Kia Rio. And they're like, 50% 50% sure it was a 2006 to 2000. Like, they literally are shooting in the dark here, guys. Like, the car was so badly burned that the police officers and investigators on the scene could not identify the make and model of the car. The car was so badly burned that it didn't have a license plate and they were not able to know the VIN number of it. The car was so badly burned that it incinerated the body of the victim to the point where DNA analysis couldn't come back to help investigators identify who the victim was. That is an intense fire. That is an excessive fire. And I don't know. I feel like in the 2000s, weren't there a lot better, like, regulations around car making? Like, I feel like if this car was faulty, wouldn't that have been caught sooner then later, like, I feel like also, you know how you can get those calls and emails and notifications about recalls? Isn't this, if this was the case where they're like, hey guys, hey, if you have a 2006 to 2011 Kia Rio, there is a 99.9% chance that you're just going to be driving it and get incinerated. Wouldn't they be required to notify you about that? Like, I feel like of all the recall notifications that go out, that one should have been number one, right? Like, I don't care that my door locks might break in half, but I want to know when my car engine could lead to incineration so bad that I'm turned to dust. I just feel like this is a weird one. And so I'm like, okay, let's look at other possibilities. Let's look at other possibilities. Police really have nothing to go on with this case. They say that they don't think that the death was malicious. Sure. Okay, you're guessing. Like, their guess is as good as ours, to be honest. Okay, so they say that they didn't think the death was malicious, but here's my thought. Just because this person may or may not have been, like, stabbed or shot or whatever, and there wasn't a second party involved in the situation, who's to say that there wasn't a car bomb associated with this? You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know anything about car bombs either, and I don't know how car bombs work. The only type of experience I have with car bombs is in The Godfather. And in that instance, you just turn the ignition and the car exploded. So, I do- that wouldn't be the type of car bomb we're talking about here. But, 
I would have to think that there's probably people that make car bombs in such a way that you have to drive a certain amount of mileage at a certain amount of speed for it to activate, right? What if that was the case here? Or one up, one better, and maybe more realistic. Okay, let's scrap the car bomb idea. People who know something about cars, they could mess with you, right? What if this person got in a fight with someone else? I don't know. It's Brown County. Anything's possible. Heck, he could have been a meth addict. I don't know. They fought with their dealer or are a dealer themselves or whatever the case may be. They were fighting with someone else, a second party. That second party messed with their car, uh, unhitched a tube, filled their gas tank with Windex. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Unscrewed their engine oil cap and filled it with mayonnaise. I don't know. Something. They messed with the car somehow. Person A, the victim here, who got turned to dust, is driving along. Car starts acting real funky, real weird. And instead of stopping or pulling over, they're like trying to figure it out. And then from there, it just goes from zero to 100. They lose control of the car. Car explodes. I feel like if someone who knows something about cars could probably make a car explode this way. You know what I'm saying? Just a thought. Just a thought. Just because they know that this person probably didn't die under malicious circumstances doesn't mean a second party couldn't have messed with the car to make it explode that way. Because the car was in such a terrible state, so incredibly burned, they wouldn't be able to know that the car had been messed with, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, this person covered their tracks well because they knew how to burn a car up that badly. So I think it's within the realm of possibility that someone messed with this person's car to make it explode to the way that they did. Because, you know, I thought about the human combustion thing as a possibility, but those fires are not that bad, you know, with the human combustion stuff. Like, you see, people die that way in, in like, their homes and stuff, and their homes don't catch on fire, and, like, there's just, like, burning in their chair if they were sitting in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, on this level where the surrounding, like, car would be on fire like that. So I don't think that would be it. But I just wanted, you know, to share the story because it was a weird one and also one that, you know, my family remembered and people that live on that road where it happened definitely remembered and the person whose carport got destroyed and witnessed the car exploding, remember? It was like a crazy thing. It was very strange, very bizarre. And like I said, the chances of it being just like a, a recall situation where something was wrong with the car, I just feel like because of the intensity of the fire, I just feel like it's less likely. I feel like what is more likely in this situation that the car was purposefully messed with to explode. I also found it interesting that the person, the victim who was in the car tried to move like they could tell where the when they came to the scene and saw the car and the body or what was left with it the the body was in the back seat so they could see that whoever it was had moved from the front to the back and you know maybe that was because the car's fire started in the front so they tried to move to the back seat to then get out of the car and by then the smoke inhalation you know they inhaled too much smoke and sadly passed away um i just thought that was also an interesting detail that whoever it was in the car had moved from the front to the back regardless it's sad and it it's sad for the victim who was never identified seemingly sadly and uh yeah just a weird one uh be careful who you anger Okay, let's let's keep that in mind. People are frightening. People are scary. And you never know when they're going to snap.
So I'm going to use this as a PSA to you. Be careful out there. Because, you know, you might not think that Uncle Greg's capable of uh, messing with your car and setting it on fire to the point where they can't identify you or your car. But you know what? You poke Uncle Greg enough and it just might be possible. That's all I'm saying. So be careful out there, like I always say, and just take care of yourself. And if your car is acting weird, pull over and get out of the car. Okay? Don't go to the back seat. Just get out. So that was it for today's story. And next story is going to be an interesting one. It's a sentence I never thought I'd say in my life. But next episode will be about Brown County's chicken rustlers. Yes, you heard that right. Brown County's chicken rustlers. It's never a sentence, like I said, I'd ever thought I'd ever say in my life, but here we are. So check in uh, for next episode where we'll be breaking down what is a chicken rustler? Were they rustling chickens or were the chickens rustling other people? So we're going to be breaking that down, who they were, what they did, why, and what happened to the chickens. So check in next episode for that. In the meantime, like I always say here on the podcast, stay safe, stay hydrated, and I'll see you next time. Bye.